Good morning, Calvary Online, and thanks so much for spending your Sunday with us. And happy Father's Day to all of the fathers watching in today. My name is Jacob, and I wanted to jump in on the online experience quickly to tell you about what is going on at Calvary Irving. If you don't know, we're one church in multiple locations, and we'd love for you to come and visit us at one of our various worship experiences. For times and locations, go to calvarychurch.cc or check out the Calvary Church app. Did you know that the Bible is full of promises and they're all for you? 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they're all yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to give God glory. Wow. Did you catch that? Father God has many, many promises for you and I, 
And just as the scripture says, our job is to say amen. Our job is to agree and believe that his promises are true for our lives. Promises like Psalm 92:12, the righteous will flourish like a strong tree. Isaiah 26, 3, you will be kept in perfect peace when your mind is set on him. Deuteronomy 31, 8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. How about this one? 1 Peter 2, 24, he himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Today, wherever you're watching from, I want you to say it out loud. Say, I believe and receive every one of God's promises for my life. That, that's your amen. That's your agreement. And as you trust in his promises, I declare peace and rest will flood your heart and mind and you will experience his promises manifest in your life in Jesus name. All right, while I'm on the subject of God's goodness, I have to tell you about gospel circles. Gospel circles are a huge part of who we are and what we do across all Calvary locations. If you love growing in your knowledge and understanding of the gospel, you need to jump in on week four of our summer series of gospel circles. It's happening this week. We're calling it Stuff Jesus Never Said. And obviously, by the title, you can guess we're addressing stuff Jesus never taught, Jesus never said. Stuff maybe you've been basing your life around that is in fact nowhere found in the Bible. So to find a gospel circle near you, go to the Calvary Church app and on the front homepage, you'll see a tab there that says gospel circles. There you can enter your zip code and find a gospel circle that best suits you. Families, Calvary families, parents, summer kids camp is here. So get ready for a safe, fun, gospel-centered camp for your children, grades first through fifth, Friday, July 22nd. To register or to sponsor a child, go to calvarychurch.cc or go to the Calvary Church app. And for those of you with teenagers, we haven't forgotten about them either. Saints Camp is happening July 25th through 19th for grades 6 through 12, and spaces are filling up fast. So be sure to register them today on the Calvary Church app or at calvarychurch.cc. All right, we have to get into the worship experience. We have a lot planned for you. So if you happen to miss last week, I want you to check out the clip right now. than the Lord. He takes what looks absolutely impossible and he turns it into the most incredible victories. There's nothing better than the Lord. 
Just when you think defeat has the final say, the Lord rewrites your story. There's nothing better than the Lord. Perfectionism says I can't rest in what he's already completed because there's just too many more things I need to do to get his approval. I'm here today to tell you that we can bring and tear that stronghold down in the name of Jesus because in perfection is not something we can work for or earn. It is something that has already been given in Christ because a perfect son came for imperfect people and the father no longer sees the imperfection of Adam. He sees the perfection of Jesus. So we when he sees you, he does not see your failures. He don't see what you're missing. He don't see what you're lacking. He sees what is completed, and he sees what is finished. He sees Christ in you, so you're already perfect. Stop working for something that you've already been given in Christ. You need to declare every day of your life, I'm perfect in Christ.
you put your hands together? Can you lift your voice? And can you give that name some praise today? Come on, name above all names, worthy to be praised. Demons tremble at that name. Sickness is healed at that name. There's power in that name. Come on and call on the name of Jesus today. You just sang it, but give that name 10 seconds of praise today. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. There's power in that name. There's deliverance in that name. Healing in that name. Oh, come on, church. Lift up that name today. Somebody shout Jesus. Oh, come on, shout Jesus. Yes. Yes. Come on. There is power in the name. There is healing in the name. There is freedom in that name. Come on, come on, come on. There is healing in that name. There's salvation in that name. There is goodness in that name. One more time, give it up for the name of Jesus today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, happy Father's Day to all the fathers here in person and online. Church, would you put your hands together and love on our fathers that are in the house today? Those of you that are worshiping, worshiping with us online, we welcome you today. My name is Jacob. This is my wife, Alexandra, and we are glad to be in the house of God this morning with you. With a show of hands, how many of you would say you believe that there is power in prayer? With a show of hands, how many of you believe there is power in prayer? Did you know that prayer is not begging God to do something that he does not want to do for you? Did you know that prayer is not uh, arm-twisting God in an effort to uh, get him to answer and respond to your needs? No, no, no. Prayer is something far greater. Prayer, as we see it as New Covenant believers, is enforcing Christ's victory over Satan. Prayer is agreeing with decisions that have already been made in heaven concerning you. See, the cross at Calvary legally destroyed Satan. How many of you believe that? The cross at Calvary exposed him for the liar that he is and stripped him of all authority. And Luke 10, 18 says that all of that authority has now been given to you and I, to the church, to Christ's bride. So how do we use our God-given authority? Alexandra, would you read first, 2 Corinthians 1.20 for us? For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Read it one more time because it's so good. <laughs> For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Powerful, powerful. Paul is saying that in Christ Jesus, 
every single promise in the Word is undoubtedly yes for you. Whatever you need, there's a promise for it, and it's always yes for you. But then he goes on to say that the amen, the agreement, the I believe that is spoken by us. So God is the promise giver and we are the promise receiver. And the Bible says that the way that we receive the promise is by simply knowing it. And when we know it, we say, I believe that. that that's for me. I receive that. Every single promise is for you, church. And today, our encouragement for you is throughout every single song Calvary Worship leads us in, throughout the message, in every moment where you hear a promise declared over you by God, that you would simply agree and say, Amen. I believe that. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am the righteousness of God. Oh, you bore all of my sickness and all of my disease. I'm healed. I believe that. I receive that today. And today, as we continue in worship, I'm going to call pastors and elders to the front. And they want to agree with every single need that you have. If you have a need of prayer, today we want to declare amen over your life. We want to speak the promises of God over your life, and we want you to say amen. That's for me. That's mine. Now today as we're celebrating promises, it's an exciting day on this Father's Day because we are celebrating the promise of new life in Christ through water baptisms. And I was just told that we have 20 people being baptized on Father's Day. They can hear you in the back. Can you put your hands together and celebrate? Yeah, make some noise. We are celebrating the promise of new life in Christ today through water baptism. And Paul tells us in Romans that we are married and now in union with Christ, meaning that we were co-crucified, co-buried, co-resurrected, and now today we co-reign with Christ. So today, as each person goes under the water, I want you to see it as a picture of their old life going under and their new life being risen in Christ Jesus. See it as a picture of old things passed away and now all things have become new. That's what we're declaring today. That's what we're demonstrating. So as we continue in worship and you see them on the big screens, shout, clap, rejoice, and celebrate them because this is a new day for these folks. They are declaring new life in Christ. Would you lift your hands as I declare a blessing over you today? Father, we believe that in Christ Jesus, every blessing and every promise is yes. Lord, you're not holding anything back from us. You've given us all of yourself. Everything that we need today, you've supplied. Today we declare that we are full. We lack nothing. We have everything that we need. Healing, wholeness, a sound mind, joy, peace, righteousness, and security. It's all ours. Lord, we declare it in Jesus' name. And if you believe it, agree by shouting amen. If you need prayer, you can come to the front. Let's continue in worship. Thank you, Father, that the old things have passed away and that all things are new. 
enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you were mine. The enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you were mine. The enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you were mine. The enemy thought. Alive in Christ, all things 
you say that all things new? Say all things new. Yeah. We receive it today. No longer I who live, but Christ in me. For I've been born again. My heart is free. fathers one more time come on we honor you today so good to worship you may be seated check out these announcements
Well, Calvary, welcome to the 11 o'clock worship experience. Clap your hands if you're excited to be in the house worshiping together. Man, it feels good in here. I want to welcome those that are joining online. Welcome, friends. Also, I want to say happy Father's Day to all of the fathers. Give it up one more time for our fathers. We've got some amazing fathers in this house. And while you're clapping, give it up for Pastor B. And he's back, y'all. Strong week of ministry last week, but he's back in the house. Okay, also want to celebrate Juneteenth today. How many know freedom is important? And we're a part of a church that reminds us of our freedom every time we get together. So this is the first year that is recognized throughout the nation, Juneteenth, and we love freedom in this house, and we celebrate it every chance we get. Now, Pastor, you had a great week last week. Spent some time with the family celebrating. Then you snuck over to California and got a chance to bless two of our GCCM churches. I know you're going to update us in just a moment, but let me share a couple things here in the house. First of all, with our Next Gen. Give it up for Next Gen. They're the department that oversees the development of all of our young people. It's camp season, so they're preparing right now for camps. If you have not signed up, your kid up for camp. You need to do it today. Space is running out. So here are the dates for your parents. Students camp, July 15th through the 19th. Kids camp, July 22nd. Space is running out. Sign up today. You can register online or you can see our friends from Next Gen in the lobby right after this worship experience. Also, Pastor Adam wanted to Give a word of encouragement for those who want to be dream teamers. You want to help out with camp this year, you can register, you can sign up. They would love to have you for kids camp this summer. Here's some other things that Next Gen is working on. It's something they call summer nights. It's two nights this summer, uh, July, I'm sorry, June 24th and August the 5th. Here's what this night is about. Junior high, senior high students, they're going to get senior high, get together. They're inviting friends, family. They're going to have food. They're going to have fun. They're going to celebrate the gospel. They found some creative ways to share this good news with their friends and family. It's a big night, two big nights this summer, and we want to support them. Also, the new schedule for the summer made some slight adjustments. Every week, every Sunday, junior high at the 9 and 11, they're in the newly remodeled student center. That's where they're going to have their worship experience. And senior high, 9 a.m. in the student center, 11 right here. Why? Because we want them to know that they belong right here with us as adults. We want them to see themselves up here worshiping. We want them to see themselves on the camera hosting. We want them to worship with us at the 11 a.m. so they can know that there's a space waiting for them as they continue to grow in grace. Man, I love it. I'm so excited about a team that has thought strategically about this time, yes. this summer, that uh, we can figure out ways to reach our young people. So I want you parents and grandparents to know about it and to uh, be a part of it. It's really important. It's on my heart and it matters. It does. It matters to the heart of God. And uh, I think our hosts are here to honor yes. those who may be uh, first-time guests, if the hosts would go ahead and walk up the aisles, if it is your first time, they have a little gift that they want to put in your hand. And can we give a good welcome to all of our first-time guests today here at this 11 a.m. worship experience at Calvary Irving, one church, many locations. And what are we 
giving them, Pastor so here's Green? The gift. They're going to receive the new album from Calvary Worship. Wow. Now, I don't want any other hands going up. So what you're going to do, if you receive that card, you're going to meet our hosts at the Welcome Center. Some pastors and elders will be there to answer any questions and assist you and make sure you get the new album. Your gift today for being here for the first time. I love it, Calvary. It is time to say uh, thank you, and we are about to receive, this is very important, today's uh, generosity. So I want to invite our hosts to get into place, if you will, and I want to show you the ways to give, and I'm going to encourage all of you to participate in this time of giving. But I feel strong about this today, Pastor Kareem. Before I ask for something, I want to thank you for something. You know, every week, church people gather in this room for worship and you'll see a member of our teaching team here you'll see uh the worship team leading uh, music you'll see people you know with their hands raised and you may see you know greeters at uh, the door people serving in our uh, parking lot and then there's stuff going on right now that you may not see this is so important you don't see all the people serving behind the scenes You don't see moms and dads and college students and even teenagers working with our students, our children, preschoolers and elementary children right now. And while we're in here doing our thing, there are children learning about Jesus in a way they can understand. And you can't see that, but it is just as important. In fact, I'm going to say this. It might even be more important than what is happening here. I've never been more convinced of that, Pastor Kareem. You don't always see what happens during the week. You don't see the dream teamers that come to prepare for our camps. You don't see people hosting gospel circles this summer season in cities everywhere. You don't see Calvary worship rehearsing and writing. You don't see loving our city teams in neighborhoods throughout our city serving and praying for people. You don't see our Calvary Cares counseling ministry serving people one-on-one every day. You don't see the people who are building out this summer the rooms for the launch of Champions Club starting in September. We'll be launching a ministry to serve special needs children and their parents. You don't see the impact this church is having on pastors and leaders around the world through our church network called GCCM, Gospel Circle of Churches and Ministries. And I want to give an update. This past week, I was with two of our GCCM churches in California, one in Eastvale and one in Ontario. And the pastors and leaders from these churches wanted me to thank you for leading the way, Calvary, by example. And I want to give you an update because this is huge. We currently have, and we've only been really doing this for less than two years. And think about this. We currently have GCCM churches that we are empowering. Are you ready for this? Let me just give you the countries. Canada, Burundi, East Africa, Kenya, Norway, Nepal, India, Russia, Germany, Turkey, How about right here in the U.S., multiple churches and ministries in 
states everywhere. Listen to this. California, Texas, North Carolina, South Carolina, Arkansas, Arizona, Virginia, West Virginia, Georgia, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Kansas, Nevada, Michigan, Illinois, and Indiana. Would you give God a good hand clap of praise? Come on, I think you can do better than that. You're making an impact. You don't see it. You don't see the people who give so generously, the sacrifices of of men and women, of single parents, of young people, college students who give from their uh, paychecks and people who give the first every week and people who have been so faithful during this time. And if you give to the ministry of this church, there's a good chance you do it behind the scenes. You drop your giving often in, in a container or you give online without an audience. And it's not seen, but it's noticed. It's not public, but it's appreciated. And I felt strong today, church, to talk to you. And I just want you to know how grateful for those of you who give because you make this, the seen and the unseen, possible. So thank you. Thank you a million times. Thank you. We could not do what we do without you. One of our GCCM members, do you want to see the impact you're having? One of our GCCM members and Gospel Institute instructors and mission partners that we support in global missions wanted to say thank you to you, church. I'm talking to you. They wanted to say thank you. I want you to check out the reach you're having around the world with this one partner right here. They want to say thank you to you. Check this out. Thank you so much for your partnership in this New Covenant teaching ministry. Today I want to share the vision behind the book, Mission. It is very strong in my heart. Some years ago, while I lived in Kenya, running a Bible school there, one day I should travel from Nairobi to Mwansa in Tanzania. I was met at the airport by the following words from the bishop there. He said, the same morning he had come from a different city and they had asked for the same seminar in that city. And I remember the feeling, how I thought, I have traveled this far to come to this city, and now they're asking to have a seminar in this city. There are so many cities, there are so many villages, there are so many nations that need a teaching. So it, it came very strong in my heart. How can we work in a different way so that we can reach more people? A few months later, the Lord guided me very specific to write the book and that it should have a high priority. And what is this book? It is like a written pastor seminar instead of a spoken pastor seminar. With the same scriptures, the same examples, but not only that, it has added teaching from the Bible school subjects to make the pastors even more secured in the teaching. So now we are producing this in different languages and we are sending it out to people that we will never meet in person, but they still attend the pastor seminar and they get the full teaching in their own language. Thank you so much for joining in prayer that even more pastors can get a hold of the book and read and get revelation from the Lord. Give Jesus a good hand clap of praise. You're touching the world. Is that not awesome? 
Is that not awesome? That is awesome. This woman that yeah. God is using, yeah. that we partner with to literally touch the world. So church, I want to encourage you, be faithful today. Be faithful in this season. And if you're giving online, thank you so much. If you've already given online, thank you. And if you have any questions about giving and, and these missions projects and what we're doing, man, please let us know. And we want to pray, but I know that in just a few days now, September and November, we have one team, you, going to El Salvador, and we have another team that you're leading in November going to Kenya. You are touching the world, and I want to say thank you, church. Let's pray. Let's bless the givers today. Well, Father, we thank you for this opportunity to partake of your divine nature. Today, we activate generosity. We're generous because you're generous. We're just like you. And we're going to continue to touch nations that we may never travel personally. We're going to continue to touch pastors and leaders and churches all over the world. We're going to continue to declare and demonstrate the gospel. We joyfully bring our resources to the house so that this message continues to go forth. We receive every gift and every blessing that's at that's our portion as a believer and as a giver. Today, I just declare that we will continue to increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give to the Lord. Hey, welcome to Calvary. Whether this is your first time or first time in a long time, we want to say welcome home. And we encourage you to pull out your phone right now. There are so many great things happening here at Calvary. Make sure to stay in the know by downloading the Calvary app. There you can give, check out past messages, or connect to a gospel circle. Also, make sure that you follow us on social media at Calvary Church CC to get daily encouragement and be reminded of who you are in Christ. Lastly, follow our pastors on social media, Pastors Ben and Kim Daly. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you online. are new. Let's celebrate that reality. Thank you, Calvary Worship, for the reminder. We want to do something for the next 60 seconds, something that we value in this house. We value fun. We value diversity. We celebrate unity, and we get to do all three in the next 60 seconds. Stand with me, everybody. I want you to go between the aisles. I want you to meet somebody, greet somebody, look for someone that you may have not have met yet. Give them a fist bump. You don't have to hug them. This is a meet and greet time here at Calvary.
of artillery fire. Physical evidence of climate change. Drone warfare as Russia. Tornadoes whipping across the Midwest. As people rush to stock up on supplies during this border crisis. Massive forest fires in the Siberian Arctic this year. Tonight, the Federal Reserve announcing rare emergency action calm financial fears. Take one of your hands, church, set it on your heart. I want you to say it out loud with all you've got. Say, eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to receive, a mouth to confess, all the good things Christ has already provided for me. I want to say happy Father's Day, and if there's anyone who knows how important the role of a father is, it is God as our Heavenly Father. He understands fatherhood firsthand. And I want to say to you dads, he knows the pains and the joys that you go through. And in just a moment, we're going to have dads stand. And I want to pray for our dads. I want to pray for fathers, grandfathers, stepfathers. I want to pray for the fathers in this house. I want to honor, uh, recognize one specific uh, dad here, and I have a very special gift that we have prepared for all of you dads today, so it's a special day. I know I'm going to get there in just a moment, but would you give a good hand clap to all the dads in the house today? Come on, you can do better than that. They deserve it today. They deserve it every day. We honor you dads. In life, you know, there are ups and downs, there are wins and losses, people come and people go, and you know, there's laughter and there's tears, and through it all, I have watched a young leader uh, being developed, and his name actually means faithful friend, and he has truly lived up to his name, and he has silently really stood by my side day in and day out. And don't ever mistake silence for ignorance. And he has caught my heart and he has trusted my voice. And in many ways, fact is, he's had to grow up fast. And he's one of the hardest workers I know. And he's one of the most generous people that I know. He's generous to this church. And um, he's taller than I am now. So every day I have to reach up to hug him. And did you know every day he asks me, he says, Dad, do you need anything? How can I help you? Uh, what can I do to assist you? And he loves his mother and he loves his sister. He loves his friends. He loves this church. He loves you. And uh, he really lives our family mission, which is to declare and to demonstrate the gospel, the good news of God's grace. He is prayerful. He's prophetic. He's faithful, fiercely loyal outrageously creative and calm under pressure. He is my son 
in whom I am well pleased. And the fact is, his job, he makes me look better than I really am. You better watch out, world. Here comes Kate Daly. Come on. Would you thank God for my son who's with me today? This is my Father's Day gift, y'all. Come on. For Father's Day, I get to teach with my son today. And here's what's really exciting. You, you got to stay with me because this is his first time preaching yes. with his dad, but it's his first time teaching the word. And uh, I tell you, it's not easy to do. He's doing it by faith. One more time, give Cade some love today. Come on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Be patient with me today, please. Uh, I appreciate the over-the-top introduction. I really do. But before I continue any further, it is Father's Day. And uh, I want to say thank you for being a phenomenal dad. Um, you've always been there for me and continue to call out gifts and help me achieve my goals. Because of you, I have a strong foundation of care and support and know that I can do anything that I set my mind to. Growing up, I was spoiled uh, by a great role model in both of my parents. But when I looked at my dad and at his generosity to our family and to the local church, his sense of humor, his creativity, his determination, I knew that I wanted to be just like him. Not only are you an awesome father to me and my sister, you love mom deeply and are also generous to the people around you. Thank you for being such an amazing example of what a man should be. Everybody, I learned really quickly, he's my dad, but he's a father to many. Give it up this Father's Day for my dad. He's awesome. Today we're continuing our series called Winning the War in Your Mind. Mind wars are those negative thoughts that we battle that feed our insecurities, our worries, and our fears. The thoughts that lead us to irrational anger and undefined depression. But today I think we have some really good news. With Jesus' help, the wars in your mind can be won. And it isn't just up to you and it isn't just up to me to win these wars. Jesus wants us to partner with him to overcome all these negative mind intruders. That means that he's asking us to take an active role in recognizing, rejecting, and replacing those negative thoughts and then retraining our minds to keep those thoughts from returning. Before my parents moved our family to Dallas, uh, we lived in the San Francisco Bay Area, and one of the things that we loved about that area was BART, Bay Area Rapid Transit. Here in Dallas, it's DART. Uh, but we'd take this train all over the various cities, and when we first started taking the train, we always would annoy everybody around us because we would just constantly ask where we're going. We were unfamiliar with the system and were always concerned that we'd miss our stop or that we'd end up in the wrong city. I don't know if you've ever taken a train. If you have, you don't get on one without knowing where it's going. After all, that's the whole point. You're on board to get somewhere else. Thoughts are like trains. That's why they call it a train of thought. Wow. They take you somewhere, but so often we jump on these trains without knowing where it's going to end up. Many people end up in places that they don't want to be, and then they wonder how they got there in the first place. But it only makes sense that they boarded a train of thought of self-pity city or anger town or depressionville without even realizing it. Wow. Many times, wow. 
and I fall victim of this too. We assume that this is just God's plan for our life and that God put us in this. I've heard people say, God put me in this, and that usually isn't the case. More often than not, God's saying, I didn't put you there. You just boarded the wrong train of thought. The wrong train carries thoughts of worry, thoughts that create guilt and shame, thoughts that cause you to feel insecure and question yourself and your worth, thoughts that bring sadness, thoughts that cause suspicions of others' motives, thoughts that bring doubt and inaccurate assumptions. Every day you're going to be bombarded with mind wars trying to steal your joy, take away your confidence, mess up your relationships, tempt you to doubt God's word, keep you focused on your flaws and on your shortcomings, create chaos and havoc in your life. There is no condemnation in the fact that mind wars are raging in your life. Everybody deals with them. You deal with them. I deal with them. But I'm, I'm so happy to say you have a choice. Will you allow these thoughts to defeat you, affecting who you are and God's plan for your life, or are you going to conquer them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you conquer them? How, how do you win the war in your mind? As I'm preparing for marriage, my parents have helped me and my fiance understand the power that my thoughts have on my life and on my perspective. The things that I focus on shape my life in ways that I don't even notice until somebody else points it out in me. One of the most common examples of this when someone says something like this, I never win anything. And then lo and behold, all they see in their life is loss. It's easy to get distracted and caught up with the natural circumstances that surround us. We all do it. And at times I've found myself making important decisions and leading from a place that I've been influenced by fear, worry, and anxiousness. But I've been reminded again and again, drawn back as I've tuned in to the voice of the Holy Spirit that is living and leading in faith that God has the absolute best for me. When I live and lead out of that faithful place, that's where God blesses me the most. When I'm deliberate about quieting the competing voices all around me and simply rest in Jesus... He always leads and he guides me in the very best steps. Faith conquers. That is so good. As a matter of fact, everybody say that together. Say, faith conquers. Try that again. I know we're dealing with some mind wars, but say, faith conquers. Faith conquers. What do you think of when you hear the word faith? There's all kinds of things that that people think of. You know, people think, well, people of faith, they're just sadly mistaken. They are naive. They are uneducated. But the fact is, knowledge, understanding, wisdom are compatible with the life of faith. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit in you provides all of that. Some people would say faith is just another word for religion. No. Others think it's just some kind of mystical power or belief some kind of incantation or spell. And then there are those who boil faith down to nothing more than power of positive thinking message. You know, if you'll have faith in the positive, everything's going to be all right. Well, none of these assumptions are correct. They're misleading labels that have little or nothing to do with a biblical interpretation of faith. One of my favorite verses of scripture, Hebrews. By the way, all of the notes and scriptures are on the Calvary app. Hebrews 11.1. The fundamental fact of existence is that this 
trust in God. This faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. Faith is trust in God. A belief that he knows what he's doing. Can I encourage you church today? He knows what he's doing regardless of the external circumstances. And people who possess a strong presence of faith automatically have fewer problems when it comes with mind wars than those who don't. They're more likely to succeed, I think, because they have less interference from those negative thoughts, negative mind intruders that we've been talking about in this series. I want you to remember this truth quickly. When your faith becomes big, thank God Jesus is our faith. That is a big faith. He is the author and finisher. He is the initiator and completer. When your faith is big, watch, mind wars become small. And it's impossible to continue to be controlled by negativity when you have an ongoing awareness of not just anything, not your faith, but the faith of God, what God believes true about you in Christ Jesus. This is so very important. When, when you take that idea that uh, when your faith becomes big, mind wars become small, if you boil that down, basically what we're saying is faith defeats mind wars. Yeah. Yeah. Today let's consider an acronym for faith, F-A-I-T-H. That'll help you become more and more aware of God's presence and his power in your life. So let's take a, a quick look at each of these phrases that make up the faith acronym. And we've been talking about this uh, in our personal life uh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is this, F, focus on the positive. There's a story of a young Olympic hopeful. As he trained to be a javelin thrower, he was at a place where he needed to take his skills to the next level. As he worked with his coaches and trainers day after day, he kept hearing what he was doing wrong. Focusing on trying not to mess up, his performance became worse. Then one of his coaches gave him a video of the world's greatest javelin thrower. Instead of focusing on his own shortcomings and flaws, the young Olympic hopeful studied the champion's form and he focused on the way that he did things. Over and over, he watched the way that he released the javelin. He examined the best of the best and incorporated those techniques in his own style. Instead of focusing on the negative, creating a don't do this mindset, he switched it up to a do it like this mindset, mindset instead. He, he unsurprisingly, when he changed his focus, his performance improved immediately. As New Covenant believers, we've been encouraged to set our focus not on our performance, on Jesus's performance. Hey. The true champion. We no longer look at ours. We look at his. Just like the young Olympic hopeful on any given day, we, we all possess good and bad situations in our life. As you face, as you go into the second half of 2022, you're going to deal with your share of troubles and you're going to enjoy your share of blessings. Your faith will grow when you focus on the positive. You must focus on the champion in you. And my God, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yes, yes. Every day you must decide what you're going to focus on. I got bad news. God isn't going to decide for you. 
You must decide what your focus will be. Ask yourself this question right now. Has my life improved when I've focused on all the negative things around me? Have my, has my life improved when I watch the news? When I'm scrolling on social media? Does that help me at all? Positive minds produce positive lives. And in turn, you guessed it, negative minds create negative lives. Positive minds are always full of faith. Negative minds are always full of mind wars. Yeah, and this leads right into the second thought. I want you to write it down quickly. And this is so very important. It's this, affirm yourself. This is important. It's what I'm doing to you today. I, I moved my pulpit a long time ago from Mount Sinai to Mount Zion, from the ministry of condemnation to the ministry of affirmation. I want you to learn how to affirm yourself. What do you say to yourself all day? Don't underestimate the effect your internal dialogue has, church, on your faith. Internal dialogue is what you're saying. The fact is, I've really been trying the last year or two to really slow down and think about what I'm thinking about all day, about myself, about God, about my situation. Are you allowing negative thoughts to lead you down paths of insecurity? You board those trains heading to insecurity, heading to low self-worth. Your biggest bully is not at your work, is not at your classroom. Watch, your biggest bully isn't even online. Watch, your biggest bully is the voice inside your own head. You are your own biggest bully, many of you. And instead, you need to start identifying with the new you in Christ Jesus, not the old you in Adam. Identify with the new you, the new creation in Christ Jesus. And right now in your mind, maybe you're a caterpillar. But thank God you're on your way. Can I talk to somebody today? You are on your way to becoming a beautiful butterfly and you can either think of you as the you who is struggling to break out the you who is weak the little wingless you know crawling through life caterpillar or you can start focusing on the you who is free as a matter of fact I feel this today lift up your hands you are free your wings are strong enough for you to fly around and function the way God created you to function as a matter of fact let me just say this to some of you you are gonna fly over shame you are gonna fly over fear you are gonna fly over condemnation you are gonna fly over depression you are going to fly over oppression you are going to fly over old mindsets and if I have a church that believes it clap your hands and give God praise come on but it's those mind wars that cause you to focus on right now right now all of your failures all of your shortcomings the you that doesn't measure up the old you that doesn't measure up mind wars wants you to focus on all that stuff but God says no I love what you said there's a champion in you, Christ in you. You may not feel, feel like it, feel, feel, feelings. You may not feel it. Some of you don't even believe it yet. Some of you say, I don't see it. But can I just tell you what Paul said in Philippians? This is one of my favorite verses, uh, verse four, five, and six. Look at this. I always prayed with joy because of your partnership in the gospel church from the first day until now, being confident of this. This is a word for you today. Be encouraged. He who begun a good work in you, 
He's the one who's going to be faithful to complete it. So don't get caught up in just, you know, what exists today. Man, you're on a journey in your mind, the renewing of your mind. Speak positive things to yourself. Affirm what God believes. Speak life into your future. Your mind is a work in progress, and God is not finished yet. And when I talk about your mind, can I just tell you, it is progress, not perfection. So be okay with the journey of progress. Yes. As we talk about the mind, I want to go into the letter I, imagine. It ties right in. Imagine, it, we, we, yeah. Yeah. It's the images you create. Yes. The words you speak are creating images yes. in your mind. Some of you have vain imaginations. Don't say you don't have an imagination. You do. Some of you have a vain imagination. Yep. But God's given you this imagination. You think in images. If I say apple, you did not just think of A-P-P-L-E. Yeah. Some of you thought of a red apple, a green apple. Watch, I can create images in your mind right now by using more words. Red, cold, crispy, cut up, <laughs> big, apple. We're creating images, yes. imaginations with what? Words. The reason why people are so tormented right now is because there's all kind of crazy words that are being spoken, creating crazy images, and people are living in fear. Yes. Imagine God doing something good in your situation. Wow. A few years ago, uh, my dad did a series on the imagination. More importantly, he did a series on the power of the imagination. What you imagine may be important uh, and it may be more important than you realize. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, what you imagine determines what you believe, and how you believe determines how you receive. Whoa. Having a positive Whoa. imagination is what the Bible calls hope, and hope is what faith is based upon. I thank God for the power of imagination. He gave it to me, and he gave it to you to use for our good. Therefore, when you pray, imagine your problems disappearing. When you pray, imagine your prayers being answered. When you pray, imagine your prodigal son or daughter or brother or sister or mom or dad accepting the love of Jesus. When you pray, imagine yourself sitting at that new job that you've been praying for, that you've been wanting. Imagine you sitting there getting the job. Imagine yourself being open to do anything for him, whatever he puts in your heart and in your hands. You can imagine this. Why? Because the Bible tells us that our Father wants really, really good things for us. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the heavenly Father, who does not change like shifting shadows. It says, every good and perfect gift comes from God. That's what God wants to give us. God wants good things for us. He wants to give us good gifts that are perfect for where we are, for the situations that we're going yes, through, yes, yes. what's in our heart and where he wants us to go. There's so many things that he could give us, but he wants to only give us the good and the perfect things. Another translation I read says, every desirable and beneficial gift he gives to me. Just knowing that, wow. just resting in that. Wow. <laughs> every desirable and beneficial gift he wants to give to you. That's so comforting. I want to encourage you today. Please, 
wash your imagination with this truth today. So good. Write this down. This is so important. We're at T. Trust God in all things. Believe that God is always with you. He's present. Boy, we've talked a lot about this this past year. Believe God is present. Even when you don't see him, no matter where you live, the fact is there's going to be some days when you're going to experience cloudiness. Some of you are there right now. You're going to have those days, seasons maybe, that's overcast, rain. We call it bad weather. And flying on these types of days is always interesting to me. I I travel quite a bit, and it's always interesting to me when I fly that if it's a cloudy day, once you take off and you break through the clouds, you see that the sun is shining in all of its brightness. And the sun is hidden behind those clouds or overcast. And when you live in a region of, you know, of cloud cover, it's easy to even forget that the sun exists and we feel its heat, but we can't see the light. And even in those times when we've been through a long stretch of overcast days, some of you were there, a long stretch of those overcast days, we got to remember that the sun, not the S. U-N, but the S-O-N is still there. As a matter of fact, can I encourage you today? Jesus has not fallen off his throne. He is still in control. And that's where you're seated with him. And whatever, whether it's covered by the clouds in the sky or the dark of night, the sun, S-O-N, never stops shining. May not see it, days you don't feel it. But the fact of the matter is he is right there. And I'll tell you, some of you that are, that are doubting that, that you're doubting the goodness of God and the favor of God, man, he is still there. The sun hasn't stopped shining. You may not be able to see him as easily as you did, but you, you have not changed his character. You have not influenced his ability. You've not even changed his mind about you. Let me encourage you. Isaiah 26, three, you will keep in perfect peace. Shalom, shalom, peace. You will keep in perfect peace, safety. Oh, where is your mind? A mind that is secure, safe, prosperous, whole, healthy. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast because he trusts, he trusts in you. There's another promise I really feel strong about that somebody needs today before I pray for dads, and it's this, Matthew 28, 20. Look what Jesus said. What a promise from Jesus before he ascended into heaven. Look what he said. Surely I am, oh, the church has got to get this. I am with you always. Half the time, nope. Some of the time, nope. Couple days a week, nope. Couple days a month, no. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You may not feel like Jesus is with you. Some of you say, I don't feel it. Well, I don't feel it in my distress. I don't feel it in my depression. I don't feel it in my frustration. You can trust him. Watch. You are called a believer. You're called a what? You're called a what? You're called a what? Don't ever forget what you're called. You are called a believer. You're not called a feeler. We do have feelings and they are real. And God gave them to us. But you better hear me. There's days we don't feel it. But we don't live by how we feel. 
We live by the faith of God. And if I have a church that believes it, clap your hands and give God praise. And at least 500 of you say, thank you, Jesus. One more. Last one. Come on. H, hope for the best. Come on. Hope is what leads you to faith. You can't have faith without it. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. The best way to live your life is from a faith-initiated view of tomorrow. For example, imagine I said I wanted to bless you. I didn't say I wanted to bless you. I said imagine I wanted to bless you. I really don't want to, but imagine I said it. So I plan to send you on a very lucrative treasure hunt. Let's say that I told you tomorrow between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., I'd arranged for 10 $1,000 checks to be placed in 10 different locations waiting for you. I would give you the addresses, but you have to make sure that you pick them up between 6 and 6. With hope and expectation in your heart, you'll begin immediately to arrange your schedule so you would have gained $10,000 by the end of the day. You might call work and request the day off. You might set your alarm early enough to uh, be at the first check at 6 a.m. You might have to find transportation, Uber, Lyft, whatever it is. You, You might even hire somebody to take care of your kids all day. But you would gladly do all of this knowing that you'd be $10,000 richer by the end of the day. Now, I know it's challenging, but just imagine with me, what if you lived your your life like this? Expecting great things from a God who wants to bless you and has treasures planned for you every single day. All of your plans, all of your actions, all of your efforts and attention would be focused on him. So good. Expecting what God has promised to be provided. Hope is the expectation of good things. So why not hope for the best? When you're hoping for the best, you're simply hoping for God's promises that he's made to you to be fulfilled in your life. Hoping for the best means you sow with the expectation of reaping. When you're hoping for the best, you're fully convinced that your own acts of generosity and kindness towards others will come back to you. Hoping for the best is believing that if you work hard and you do what you can, God will open up doors of opportunity to prosper you. We hope for the best because it's God's plan. We we read it a moment ago to give us really good gifts. Not just to barely survive or just kind of get by, but to have everything that we need to fulfill his plan and his purpose for our lives. Paul wrote this to the church in Philippians 4.19. My God will meet all of your needs. Yes, yes, yes. That was for me. My God will meet all of your needs. (laughs) My God, I'm going to say it. My God will meet all of your needs. Come on. I want to encourage you to define your need with an awareness of God's nature and generosity. Yeah. God introduced himself. Just go back to the Bible. Just read the Bible. What did he introduce himself to the people as? Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our God provider. And El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. Much later, Jesus said in John 10.10, first part of the scripture says, the thief comes to seal. But what does Jesus say about himself? I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So it's time for you to believe God to meet all of your needs. Think of him as wanting to meet every single need that you have. 
Think of him as wanting to provide a home for you. A place to raise your family. Think of him as wanting to provide you an education. Think of him as wanting to provide transportation. I don't know if this affects anybody else. It might just be me. Uh, Gas for that transportation. Think of him as wanting to give you enough money for you to give like you want to and retire so that you're not a burden on your family. See, God has someone. See God as someone who will meet all of your needs and place your hope in that. His provision, it, it may not be on your timetable. It may not come as quickly as you imagine, but that's okay. That's what hope is all about. Hope is what we do to strengthen and to build our faith. Ultimately, hope leads us to faith. Hope leads us to faith. Trust in God. With Jesus' help, you can walk by faith. Would you lift up your hands, every one of you, lower floor, upper tier, everybody. We trust you, Jesus. Say that right now. We trust you. We trust you. You can focus on him. Focus on the good, the positive, things that are worthy and, 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 and pure and true and affirm yourself. Start declaring those things and begin to see, imagine, use those words to see God doing what he's promised to do and trust him in all things, not some things, in all things and, and begin to hope for the best. And I declare over you, you will win in Jesus' name. You will win the wars that are raging in your mind in the name of Jesus. And those of you with uplifted hand in the name of Jesus, I declare that you are not a feeler, you are a believer. You are a believer. Say it out loud, say I'm a believer. You believe God's word. And in the name of Jesus, I declare today we render ineffective every negative thing that we have thought, every thought that has been contrary to the truth of God's word. And from this moment forward, we're going to acknowledge only the good things that are ours in Christ Jesus. And Philemon says, that is when faith begins to go to work in us. And out of the good treasure of our heart, only good things will come to pass. I declare over this house a reminder that you are the righteousness of God. You are a new creation. You are an heir of God. Join heir with Jesus. You have been delivered from the power of the enemy and translated into another kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy. You have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed from the curse of the law, redeemed from sickness, redeemed from poverty, redeemed from death. And we're reminded today that we do all things not in our strength, but through the strength of Christ within us. We're more than conquerors. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And since the greater one lives within us, we can overcome every situation. The faith of God resides in us. And through it, we have the victory that overcomes. You have the victory that overcomes in you. We release it with our mouths. So be it in Jesus' name. Amen. So be it. Amen. So be it. Amen. So be it. It will surely come to pass in Jesus' name. 
I declare you will win the wars that have been raging in your mind. You will win the wars that have been raging in your mind because you are an overcomer. It will not overcome you. You will overcome it. I declare it over your life now in the name of Jesus. And if I got a room full of believers, clap your hands and give God praise right now. Come on. Hallelujah. It wasn't easy, but he did it. Come on, somebody. My God. <laughs> He's going to hate me for that, but I don't really care. My God. I'm so proud of you, man. I've watched you growing up in this thing and believe in it and let it flow from your heart. I'm going to do something right now I've been waiting for. I want to bless some dads. So here's what I want to do. Dads wave at me right now all the dads granddads stepdads wave at me now stand up dads stand up dads now stand up dads lower floor upper tier oh come on you can do better than that dads now dads do me a favor get out of your seat and walk to me please can you do that I have a gift I want to... Now, while they're coming, clap your hands and give them a good hand clap. Come on. Come on. Look at this dad carrying his baby. Come on. Come on close. Come on, dads. Look at him. Look at him. Look at these men. Come on. Look at him. I've been celebrating dads all day. 9 a.m. Come on, make room for them. Now, everybody else, would you stand up? Stand up if you can, if you can, lower floor, upper tier, because you're going to pray with me in just a moment for these dads. But before I pray over these dads right here, oh, I can't wait to tell you this gift. I'm going to be honest with you, dads. This gift right here, it's better than what we gave out Mother's Day. Kim don't like me saying that but I really thought about this gift before I give it to you I want a special dad to come out here I told you that the true definition of success is faithfulness brother Garcia get on out here Julian give him a good hand clap as he comes right now You don't even know why you're here but I'm gonna tell you why you're here the true definition of success is faithfulness and I told the church this year I want to honor faithful people and um, this man this dad has served across many areas at Calvary Irving and he has remained faithful man I'm telling these days of COVID and stuff we've been walking through the last few years you were always present and you were faithful and I saw you and never asked for praise you just showed up and remained faithful through personal transition and while you're parenting your own daughter Lily as a single dad you just kept showing up and showing up sitting under the gospel and serving the house serving people you serve faithfully with our students and 
you drive those people movers and you help serve at our camps and run in the golf carts and greeting families as they arrive you matter to us and never ask for anything the only thing you ask and our team of pastors and elders tell me the only thing you ask is what else can I do to help my church and I want to say that as a as a man as a dad we honor you today and I thought one of the greatest gifts that we could give you are you ready you're not ready for this guess what you don't have to worry about gas for your car this whole month come on somebody bless you come on you can do better than that and don't hate celebrate because some of you when I said that got real angry stay right here stay here guys I got a gift I'm gonna give you see this right here people know that I carry this everywhere you see me preach with it these are my notes these are my thoughts this is how I journal you see our staff carry these everywhere I have had people tell me how can I get one of those I want one of those well guess what all y'all are getting one today come on you're getting one today and inside that thing is something very important to me that I put together it's declarations for our fathers and on the back it's how to use your journal I teach you quickly how to start to use this the reason why I'm doing this is because I believe that there are unique gifts in our fathers that God wants to release in this hour and I believe that some of you need to start processing that stuff allowing God to work in you heal some areas in your life allow that stuff to come forth and I'm declaring over the men I'm declaring listen much more fruit in the name of Jesus as a matter of fact, I want you to begin to declare these things over yourself and over your family. Lift your hands, fathers, stretch your hands this way, every one of you, lower floor, upper tier. I declare, fathers, you are victorious in life. I declare because Christ lives in you, you live an abundant life. You walk in divine favor. He goes before you. Fathers, I declare, he is making your paths straight and some of you that have been trying to kick open doors you better hear me he says I'm going to open good doors that have been shut and when they're open no enemy will be able to shut them I declare over you every one of you fathers you have the mind of Christ you are full of clarity listen to me you are full of clarity the men in this house you have clarity you will not be put to shame you will not be disappointed in the name of Jesus. I declare it over you now. You are redeemed from sickness and disease. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I declare over these men, fathers, you are free from fear. Fathers, you are free from anxiety in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against you shall prosper in the name of Jesus. I declare over you healing now, healing in your hearts, healing in your minds healing in your bodies in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you will reign in life it will not reign over you you are empowered by Christ and you are a blessing you are a blessing 
You are a blessing to this world with the rich, valuable, powerful resources that God has placed on the inside of you. Fathers, hear me. It's not coming from the outside in. It is coming from the inside out. The inside of you out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I felt strong about this. I want to declare it over these dads now. In Jesus' name. Because God has appointed you leaders. Priests. Lovers. Protectors representation of God representation of God to our children you wonder why there's an all-out attack why there is a father crisis why our culture is in identity crisis you better hear me you represent the heart of God and I want to declare over you because of this reality as we set aside this day to celebrate you, I encourage you, embrace the Father's love. Allow His unconditional, unending, unfailing love to wash over you now. No matter what happens around you, you rest. Men, take a deep breath. You rest safe and secure. You are safe and secure in Him. May you know how truly loved and blessed you are today. Know it in the name of Jesus. May you know it today, and I speak blessing. May this be your day in Jesus' name. Now honor all of these fathers right now. Would you do that? Come on, do better than that. Lower floor, upper tier. We love you. Now do me a favor. Fist bump two men and say, you the man. Come on, tell them. Yeah. Okay, where's your gift? Where's your gift? Your gift is at the doors. Don't you dare let a woman take one of your gifts oh oh and ladies if you want one they're for sale in the resource center <laughs> but men flaunt it when you get it say look what I got look what I got I love you at the doors when you exit get one in your hands for you fathers and on the back it talks about how to use that thing start working that thing with me I love you I'll see you in a gospel circle this week or I'll see you next week when we finish this series. You're going to win the war in your mind. Love you, church. We encourage you to live generously and give generously. You can do that right there online on our app by searching and downloading Calvary Church CC. You can give on our website or you can text to give by texting Calvary IRV followed by the amount to 833-245-6183. And I encourage you to set up your reoccurring giving. Calvary, let's remain consistent and faithful in the face of inconsistency.